Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking a lot of baseball for the next hour. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no DailyRoto.com DFS segment today. We're going to pick that back up next week. Uh, but I will take a look at tonight's slate, uh, some matchups that I really want to be uh, talking about, some pitchers. Uh, we've got uh, one matchup that's... Uh, Probably most people won't find interesting. I find it fascinating because it's about as much of a contrast in styles as you could possibly have with two major league pitchers. Uh, go check out the uh, the matchups, and uh, I'm sure you'll figure out which one I'm talking about. Or maybe not. You'll find out later on the show if you, if you don't figure it out. So we're going to look at the slate a little bit. Uh, we are going to go and look back at uh, Tuesday's big performances. There were a lot of them. Uh, another offensive explosion uh, at Safeco Field. Trout with two more homers again. A couple of other two homer hitters and some lower key, but still very, very interesting performances from last night. Uh, that I will break down. A couple of call-ups, uh, one imminent, uh, one that's already happened that you maybe should know about. Uh, but uh, going to start with the big news, which is that Miguel Cabrera is out for the season. And uh, last night's game against the Twins, he ruptured his biceps tendon. He's going to require uh, season season-ending surgery. Uh, so a terrible break for Miguel Cabrera. Uh, what this does mean, I would assume, is that the uh, Tigers will go back to the alignment that they had very recently when Cabrera was on the DL with uh, John Hicks taking over at first base. And from a fantasy perspective, that's a good thing because Hicks is catcher eligible. And so he's going to play, I would think, pretty much every day, give you pretty good numbers, not necessarily standout numbers. In fact, I would not expect standout numbers for a first baseman, but probably really good numbers for a fantasy catcher. And he's out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, I did try to pick him up last night in one of my deeper leagues and got outbid. Uh, was not happy about that because I think Hicks will be an upgrade over um, uh, my catcher in that league. Uh, <laughs> apologies. Robinson Chirinos. Man, I was uh, blanking on the name. That's how much I want to replace him. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. I think Hicks would definitely be an upgrade over uh, somebody in the Robinson Chirinos, Jan Gomes, uh, that that uh, region of the uh, fantasy catcher rankings. He is 31% owned. John Hicks, that is. Make sure you, I'm clear on who I'm talking about here. John Hicks, 31% owned in CBS leagues, 30% on fan tracks. Again, ownership rates tend to be the highest on those two sites. Uh, leagues tend to be a little deeper. So uh, that's probably 
you know, what you're looking at is that depth of league uh, where you're looking at maybe 14, 15 teams, two catchers for sure. Uh, on ESPN leagues, you know, we're talking about probably a lot of standard 10 and 12 team leagues on ESPN, just a 5% ownership rate. I think uh, Hicks is probably more of a streamer at the very most in those shallower formats uh but something to uh to get on if you haven't gotten it at all i got it gotten on it already uh in your deeper leagues uh we had a bit of a worry last night with mike fulton who pitched a brilliant game while he was in but he was removed after five innings uh now it turns out that he was removed as a precautionary measure uh he felt some uh uh tightness and uh uh, actually, it felt some tightness in his uh, previous start and uh, that it cropped up again in the game last night. So uh, just, a, again, as a precautionary move, uh, Fultonevich removed uh, from that contest. But the uh, the good news, is, uh, by the way, I'm sorry, uh, I did specify it's uh, triceps tightness for uh, for Fultonevich, which definitely does sound like a, a bad thing, but the good news is that he's expected not to miss a start. It's going to be a week between scheduled starts for Fultonevich. And uh, he, the, the word from uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is he is expected to be ready within that one week's time. So, uh, we've you know, when we hear those terms, precautionary measure, uh, sometimes they pan out to be accurate and sometimes not. So if you're a Fultonevich owner, uh, you still need to keep uh, tabs on this one. And by the way, as I was putting my notes together and typing the words precautionary measure and thinking about how often that phrase pops up on this show, I tweeted out that I wanted to start a fancy baseball hour bingo card and definitely wanted to reserve one square for precautionary measure. And uh, so I asked uh, the folks on Twitter, what do you think also belongs on that bingo card? I got a lot of responses, a lot of good ones. Uh, so I'm actually going to go over those a little bit later in the show. Uh, those are definitely worth sharing. So uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later on. But more Braves news. Uh, Mike Soraka was activated earlier today. And he also, against the Mets, turned in an absolutely brilliant performance. Uh, Soraka actually had a no-hitter uh, against the Mets for uh, six innings and then uh, didn't make it too far into the seventh. Uh, gave up a hit and had a wild pitch, but still a very, very good outing for Soraka, who uh, got the win in that one. So that game already done between the uh, the Mets and the Braves. That was 2 nothing Atlanta. Jacob DeGrom was very good, too, just uh, not quite good enough to beat uh, Mike Soraka and uh, the Braves. But... Um, Bear in mind, too, and I'm not meaning to knock Soraka at all because I've got him in a few leagues. I'm very excited to have him in those leagues. But uh, the Mets are just dreadful, especially against left-handed pitchers. So something to bear in mind there with that one. Um, and again, it's not meant as a, as a knock or even particularly you know, a, a caution sign. Only so far as it's just it was Soraka's first start back. And by the way, I apologize. Soraka's a righty. Uh, Mets are <laughs> dreadful. Uh, it's pretty much equal opportunity, but they're especially bad against lefties. Anyway, getting back to the talk here uh, about Soraka. So first start back uh, against an offense that's really sputtering. So just something to bear in mind. Uh, Walker Bueller, he has been uh, placed on the 10-day DL. 
retroactive to June 9th because of the right rib microfracture he sustained. And according to the LA Times, uh, manager Dave Roberts says that uh, Bueller is going to only miss two weeks. So per usual, uh, let's you know uh, tr- be a-, a little cautious, I guess, uh, about uh, that, that two-week window and counting on that. But you know, good good news for now. Certainly good news for now. Uh, Clayton Kershaw threw a bullpen session, and uh, his next step may be a simulated game. Uh, as he's working his way back from his back injury. Now, I talked earlier about the necessity to pick up John Hicks, particularly in some deepish leagues. Uh, I may want to do the same with uh, Jonathan Loisiga. Uh, He is going to get called up. This has been speculated on for several days, but now there's the reports that he is going to be called up by the Yankees. He's going to fill in for Masahiro Tanaka for at least one start, and that turn comes up on Friday uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, So Loisiga has pitched very, very well uh, in double-A Trenton. Uh, So... You know, not necessarily the the first person that you would think uh, that would be next in line to get the call, but um, he actually started out the year in the Florida State League, made four starts there, and then and, and by the way, in those four starts, posted a 1.35 ERA at Trenton, uh, much more uh, normal pedestrian 4.32 ERA, but uh, behind that ERA are some great ratios. Uh, he's got. Uh, a 31.4% strikeout rate, just a 2.9% walk rate. Uh, Lois Sega has had really good walk rates at pretty much every step up the ladder in the Yankee system. And this year he's really uh, broken out. Again, just over 10 starts split between two levels, but really broken out as a strikeout pitcher. So probably a bit of an audition on Friday against the Rays for Loy Siga, but in deeper leagues, uh, I think he's worth a speculative pickup. Could be one and done. So you got to understand that. You got to not overbid. I just bid a buck on him in the same league where I bid on Hicks. Uh, it's the Scott White Dynasty League that I talk about all the time on this show. Uh, one buck did not get it done for Lois Siga either. So I put out both of those guys, Hicks and Lois Siga, and it didn't work out for either one. Uh, I think it was like a $6 bid, 6 or $7 that that uh, one Lois Siga. So it's a dynasty league. So that's, I think maybe that's an exception there. If he's available in the dynasty format, go a little bit more than a buck or two. In other leagues, I wouldn't go more than a buck or two. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on here uh, for some Bryce Harper updates, or just one, really. Uh, he got hit twice by pitches in yesterday's game against the Yankees. Uh, however, uh, Davey Martinez says that Harper's all right, and uh, he expects that he'll be right back in the lineup for the Nationals. And I'm just going to take a quick peek. We actually have our first 7 o'clock lineup uh, that is out, but it is not the Nationals. It's the Phillies uh, uh, hosting the Rockies. Nationals at Yankee Stadium again. Again, no lineup there. Uh, By the way, speaking of lineups, I'm going to try something a little different on the show today uh, that hopefully will work better than what I've done in the past. I've got the two day game lineups that are still yet to start. I've got those queued up. We've got four games in progress. We've got two more that are going to start a little later on. Uh, I've got those lineups totally queued up. And then for the nine games that are going to be tonight, I'm going to do that towards the end of the show uh, because, again, you'll still have plenty of time to fix your daily lineups based on anything that's in the actual 
lineups. Um, but I think, you know, that'll, first of all, I should be able to, to get more lineups in and I'll have a better chance to really look at them thoroughly. So we're going to try that on today's show and see how that works. Anyway, so no uh, Nationals lineup yet, but Bryce Harper, Harper expected to be in it after uh, getting hit on the foot and the elbow uh, last night against the Yankees. Uh, according to MLB.com, Trevor Cahill is expected to go on the disabled list as he has not progressed at all with his Achilles injury. And uh, also in some A's news, uh, Matt Chapman, who had a three-double game on Tuesday, big game. Uh, he, though, in that game was hit by a pitch on his hand. X-rays came back negative. Chapman expects to be back in the A's lineup tonight as well. And uh, that's, yes, that is a 7.05 Pacific time start against the Astros. I'm going to talk about that game in a little while. Uh, Nomar Mazzara was scratched yesterday uh, due to flu-like symptoms. Uh, So we'll see if he is back for the Rangers. Uh, That's a 7.10 Pacific start. So I doubt we'll see for sure about that during this hour. But... uh, some chance I would expect that uh, Mazzaro could be back tonight. Some good news for Adam Adovino. Uh He's been out with the oblique strain. He is going to be evaluated today, to, today, excuse me, and could be activated as soon as tomorrow, which is Thursday, of course. That's always what comes after Wednesday. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that because we could uh, have Adovino back very, very soon. Uh, from The Athletic, a uh, couple reports on some Minnesota Twins. Byron Buxton uh, stretched yesterday uh, on the field with the team. Uh, however, he is not expected to be back with the team during the current road trip. Joe Maurer, on the other hand, yesterday started a rehab assignment at AAA Rochester. Um, so hopefully we'll see Joe Maurer much, much sooner. Uh, sooner than we're likely to see Buxton in any event. And another call-up. So we've talked about Jonathan Loisiga. Uh, David Fletcher has already been called up by the Angels. He did not play at all in yesterday's game. But guess what? He is in the lineup for the Angels. They've got a game coming up 110 Pacific time, so a little less than an hour away. Uh, David Fletcher is in the lineup for the Angels, batting ninth, playing third base. And I think we have a hint in terms of how Fletcher is going to be used here because they're facing Marco Gonzalez, the left-hander, and uh, Luis Valbuena. uh, Well, he is in the lineup. Okay, Valbuena's in the lineup playing first. Uh, I thought maybe it was to spell Valbuena uh, versus a lefty. But uh, still, I think, you know, perhaps we do see Fletcher in there, uh, maybe at least against lefties. But uh, we'll see how that playing time pattern goes for Fletcher. Maybe he's going to get his first major league start make his debut uh, in just under an hour's time here. And uh, one final news note here. The Twins have brought back Matt Belial. He was with them last year. Down the stretch, he was their closer. He got nine saves. Uh, pitched for the Indians earlier this year. Didn't go very well. Wound up with the minors and opted out. But uh, they brought him back on a major league uh, contract, and uh, he will join the Twins' bullpen. So as I mentioned before, uh, we uh, had a great uh, pitcher's duel between Mike Soraka and Jacob deGrom in uh, some other contests uh, that are going on currently. Uh, we've got another pitcher's duel, the Blue Jays and the Rays, a scoreless tie 
in the top of the seventh inning. See, so that's uh, Jay Happ, who's out of the game after five uh, scoreless innings. Uh, you had Wilmer Font, uh, three, three into third innings, two hits, three walks, no runs, no serifs uh, for Wilmer Font. Uh, the Brewers are up one nothing on the Cubs, and uh, Red Sox Orioles just getting underway. Uh, no score there in the bottom of the first inning. So I didn't, other than the angels didn't get to any lineups here before the break and the break is coming upon us very rapidly here. Uh, but I will take a look at those two games that are going to start within the hour. Uh, take a, a look at those lineups and, uh, take a look at the nighttime slate. So all that coming up right after this break. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. Thank you for joining me. I've got uh, a handful of lineups to go through, uh, a little bit of a weather forecast. Uh, I've got your suggestions for the Fantasy Baseball Hour bingo card. Going to look at uh, some matchups from tonight's slate. So much stuff just in the next uh, 18 minutes and a whole bunch more after that. Uh, I will get to all of that momentarily. Uh, But first of all, do you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game? If so... Go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. There you'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. The contests are sponsored by DKMS who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their own families, 70% or nearly 14,000 people each year must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help and play in free DFS contests with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Just go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. That is dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. So uh, let us begin with the lineup since I really intended to get to that uh, last segment. And I can provide some clarification on that Angels lineup. Uh, So as I said, Luis Valbuena is in that lineup against the lefty Marco Gonzalez. He's batting eighth and playing first. David Fletcher set to make his major league debut batting ninth and filling in at third base. So it's uh, actually the uh, rookie uh, replacement first baseman, uh, Jose Fernandez, that is out of the lineup. And it looks like, uh, at least uh, just from this one game, the, basically what's going on is that Fletcher is basically the new Jeffrey Marte 
uh, who would play uh, first base against righties. And of course, it's not actually Fletcher playing first, but he's forcing Albuena to go over to first base. So uh, Marte just recently placed on the DL with the left wrist sprain. So uh, that's probably why Fletcher's up. I think this is a, a role he's likely to play going forward. We'll see how he does the first time out against uh, Marco Gonzalez. So also in that uh, Angels lineup, you got Chris Young playing right field and batting seventh. And pretty much the one through six is uh, what you're used to with the Angels. So not much to comment on there. So uh, this is, again, Angels Mariners, which is a 110 Pacific time start. So about uh a little less than 50 minutes away from first pitch there. Uh, As far as the Mariners lineup goes, uh, there's a change. Uh, Initially, Kyle Seager was in the starting lineup. He has been scratched, uh, apparently not health-related, but um, taking his place at third base is Andrew Romine, who's going to bat ninth. And also, um, no Guillermo Heredia in this one. Mariners have a little bit of a rotation uh, going on in the outfield. So it's going to be Ben Gamble in right field, uh, Denard Spann in left, and Mitch Haniger in center field uh, for the Mariners. The other game, which is actually coming up half an hour sooner, so actually just 15 minutes away from first pitch there, Pirates at Diamondbacks, Jamison Tyone and Zach Granke should be a good matchup there. And for the Pirates, uh, an update on their outfield rotation. Corey Dickerson is out today. Uh, so what you've got is uh, Polanco, Marte, and Meadows starting in the outfield for uh, the Pirates. Also, Francisco Cervelli is back. He's batting fifth. Uh, for the Diamondbacks, uh, nothing to report on there. So uh, as far as the nighttime games go, we only have two lineups out. we got the Phillies versus the Rockies. And then we get the Marlins who are hosting the Giants. Both of those lineups are out. But as I said earlier in the show, I'm going to get to those next segment uh, to try to to maximize uh, our lineup coverage here. Uh, so I'm going to move on from that. And uh, let me get to the responses of uh, you gave me on Twitter for the Fancy Baseball Hour bingo card. And uh, it seems like maybe this is, I can't remember if this is something I brought up on air or not, or if this is just an idea that, that I've kicked around in my own head. Uh, but there are just certain phrases that seem to come up over and over. Uh, and so um, I tweeted, out, I'm thinking of doing a fantasy baseball hour bingo card. I'm reserving a spot for removed for precautionary reasons, which you've already, you can already check off that, that part of your bingo card because that came up uh, in regard to Mike Fultonevich. But what else belongs on the card? And I'm probably not going to be able to get to all of these. I uh, may not be able to credit everybody who gave me a great response uh, because some of them have been duplicated, but I'm just going to go through and and, and uh, pick some of the, the really good ones here. Uh, my good uh, colleague uh, in the fantasy baseball industry, uh, Mike Ginella, uh, he uh, over at uh, Baseball Prospectus, and I, and I know some others suggested this too, so this is just the one I'm seeing first. He suggested launch angle. Absolutely. I mean, you can check that one off uh, probably almost every show. Regression, buy low, sell high. I mean, that could probably be any fantasy baseball show, right? That you could uh, check at least the last two of those off, probably all three. Uh, another uh, person, the, the, the fantasy baseball uh, analyst really got in on this. Darius Austin uh, replied to this one. He uh, also writes for Baseball Prospectus. Uh, he said, one square just for at Nando DeFino. So how about just Nando Thursday, which by the way is a day away. Nando Thursday. 
So now you, now you got that box taken care of. Oh, this is this is off. This is awesome, I should say. Uh, my former colleague Chris Towers over at CBS in a vacuum. Excellent, Chris Towers. Thank you. Uh, at OBS Stakes day to day. I'm not sure I get this one. Maybe I say it a lot and I just don't realize it. GTR MRG two two seven. Yeah, no. Do I say that a lot? Maybe. Uh, okay. You know what? I hope this is one you never have to check off your card. I know I say it once in a while, but I try to avoid it because it's just, to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard. But at P. Wambacher 1078 replies with shares of. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, so you can put on your bingo card, but I don't think you're going to. If I'm doing my job right, you're not going to fill it in very much. Here's a. Uh, oh. Two very good ones from at Joseph underscore highly has has some pop. Might have to give two or three squares to that one. Has some pop and no definite timetable for return. Well done, Joseph Highly. Love those. Um, let's see. Biased up. This is from uh, at Chris underscore Brown one. Um, yeah, maybe I should talk about that more, but I don't really. Chronically injured, that's another one from at Chris underscore Brown one. Chronically injured, I think that one would get some use. And we got a whole bunch uh, from Brad Johnson, who writes for uh, for Fangraphs. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll get to all these, but um, let's see. Well, the, yeah, Golden Sombrero, two homer game, three homer game. Certainly two homer game on this show, because I always highlight, and I'll do it again today, highlight the two homer games first. Removed before five innings, innings pitched. I mean, this is almost like a list of events here. That would fill up your card really quick if I include those. Uh, <laughs> uh, at K Stregic 99. I'm sorry, I probably, uh, I'm sure I mispronounced your name. Uh, apologize for that. Ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing the designated hitter. While I am kind of partial to that one, I don't know that I would say it on the show other than just right now. Uh, closer used in a non-safe situation. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Maintenance day off. That comes from Dhala24. That's sort of a, a distant relation to uh, remove for precautionary reasons, I guess. Uh, let's see. I think we got a few more here. Resume baseball activities. That's from at Doug underscore out three. That's a good one. And then, yeah, we got another uh, exit velocity and launch angle here from at Hardcart Count Sports. I'm very disappointed that the one, uh, this will just be my contribution, but one of my favorite stats is average fly ball distance. I think that's got to be like the center square. I mean, I know the center square is usually, I haven't played bingo in like 20 years, but isn't the center square just usually a giveaway like that's an automatic? If it's not, then that, it should be uh, average fly ball distance. So thank you for all the great contributions. I apply, I, uh, sorry, apologize to those uh, that I did not read on the air, but I uh, want to make sure I leave plenty of time to get to um, not only looking ahead to tonight's games, but also uh, take a look at yesterday's performances. Like I said, a whole bunch that I think are really noteworthy. But um, since we don't have the DFS segment today with the folks from DailyRoto.com, I'm not going to really do this uh I don't think I'd do it justice in terms of DFS analysis. Those guys are so great at what they do. 
Uh, I just don't have their chops, to be honest, as far as DFS goes. Uh, I don't think very many people do, to be honest. But uh, I still think that there's some matchups tonight uh, worth looking at. Uh, Let's start with, uh, first of all, there's nine games total on the schedule. And uh, you've got Caleb Smith getting his turn for the Marlins uh, at home against the Giants. And I mean, first of all, it's just, you know, worth mentioning because I like to stream Caleb Smith in a lot of situations. I mean, especially against teams that don't do well against lefties. It turns out the Giants are not one of those teams, but I would still consider streaming Caleb Smith tonight just for the home start. And just because while the the Giants are not the, um, you know, great matchup that they were last year, their offense has really improved quite a bit. Uh, they're not, you know, a terrifying matchup either. I think Smith has has proved his uh, his value uh, at this point, more than two, actually two and a half months into the season. But the Giants uh, against lefties, they are 13th in WOBA. It surprised me that they were doing that well. I know I've talked on the show about uh, Evan Longoria uh, doing well against lefties, but um, uh, apparently that's uh, that's a more of a whole lineup thing. And they are 11th and home run to fly ball ratio against lefties. And that one is very surprising to me because this that includes everything at AT&T Park. And their their ISO and their home run to fly ball ratio at AT&T Park is you know pretty much middle of the road. And overall, like I said, 11th in home run to fly ball ratio against lefties home and away combined. So that was very surprising to me. Um so Something to, to keep in mind if you're thinking, oh, AT&T Park, or uh, for that matter, another pitcher's park like Marlins Park. Uh, Giants aren't going to do much damage. Uh, to recommend Caleb Smith as a start against that lineup at Marlins Park, it's not. That's this is not a matchup over the pitcher kind of thing. This is a valuing the pitcher over the matchup kind of recommendation. Also, a very interesting matchup: White Sox and Indians. Uh, Dylan Kobe against um, Trevor Bauer. And, uh, you know, the reason I mentioned this one is because I think probably a lot of people will do what I did initially, and they'll look at this and, and just say, you know, oh, great start for Trevor Bauer. It's the White Sox. They strike out a ton. Um, you know, Dylan Kobe, you know, how, you know, how much uh, is, is he going to really, you know, keep up with Trevor Bauer? But, I think it's, uh, you know, first of all, Dylan Kobe's been very good in the five starts that he's made for the White Sox this year. So I don't think that this is nearly the mismatch that it it might appear to be on the outset. And also, you know, I just, I, I love the, uh, uh, you know, the immovable object versus uh, irresistible force uh, kind of matchups. And uh, Kobe, uh, I mean, his thing, you know, he's gotten, much better getting strikeouts this year, but his bread and butter for a long time has been the ground ball. He's got a great 61.7% ground ball rate. So, you know, anything over 60% is really outstanding. Uh, The Indians are second to last in the majors. And I think dead last in the American league in ground ball rate. They are hitting at just a 39.9% rate uh, ground balls at a 39.9% rate. So you got the guy who gets, you know, almost nothing but ground balls against the team that doesn't hit ground balls. So let's see how many did ground balls Dylan Kobe gets tonight. That's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, I mentioned earlier, there's a matchup that is a, an utter contrast in styles and approaches. I'm talking about Garrett Cole 
and uh, Paul Blackburn of the A's, uh, Astros A's tonight. And, you know, look, obviously, I think I think Cole is probably if I could pick one pitcher to start tonight, it probably would be Garrett Cole. Just based it has nothing to do with the A's is a matchup just based on just sheer quality. But Blackburn is everything that that Cole is not out mean that Cole's great and, and Blackburn's not. I like Paul Blackburn. I think I've talked about it before this season that I like Paul Blackburn. Uh, I drafted him in the Scott White Dynasty League uh, for points leagues. He's a guy who could be very efficient. He allows a lot of contact, uh, but he gets a lot of soft contact, so he can actually be effective and go deep into games. He is pretty much useless in any league that rewards strikeouts in any meaningful way. But in a points league where strikeouts, again, depending on your your point allocations, strikeouts often don't really matter that much. Blackburn, is a, he's an interesting option here. So you got Garrett Cole, who gets swinging strikes at a 14% rate. That's what he's done this year. So great rate, elite rate for a starting pitcher. But when he does allow that rare contact, it is often very hard. And it's often airborne. He has a 33.7% ground ball rate. It's not quite uh, Luis Gohara low, but it's still extremely low. And then on the other hand, you got Blackburn, who's got a 57% ground ball rate, generally allows very soft contact, but only misses bats with a swing and a, with a swing and a miss at a 6% rate, which is about as low as you'll ever see for a starting pitcher. So like I said, total opposites. And I think it actually could be a really good pitcher's duel. But obviously, for fantasy purposes, given the choice, it is no choice. It's Garrett Cole. Uh, I think that does go without saying, but I said it anyway. And then finally, Kent Maeda, really like him tonight. Uh, you know, I know there's the consistency issues. Or the, there's the question of, you know, how deep is he going to go into the game? Is he going to stay healthy? Uh, he's got the Rangers. Uh, they're putting forth Cole Hamels tonight. And uh, Maeda's got a 30.5% strike strikeout rate so far this year. The Rangers have the second highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitchers. So this is not... Dylan Covey against the Indians, uh, uh, immovable object against irresistible force. This is Kent Maeda going with his flow. This is a strikeout pitcher against a team that strikes out a ton. So, um, you know, certainly if there's an opportunity to start Maeda tonight, take that opportunity uh, to be absolutely sure. So um, I think, and I pardon myself, pardon me if, I, if I'm repeating myself, I don't think I uh, got to weather earlier. If I did, this is just a reminder, or if you tuned in late, maybe. Either way, I'm going to talk about the weather. Uh, it's going to take me very quick because uh, on the nighttime slate, there are no weather issues to pay attention to. So um, you got a little bit of wind in Oakland, but um, you know nothing uh, that looks like it's really going to... Uh, uh, affect uh, things uh, for you know for what it's worth the wind will be blowing out but you know Paul Blackburn he gets too many ground balls and uh, Garrett Cole he misses too many bats for that to be a factor <laughs> so uh, no precipitation no weather issues to be concerned about tonight but lineups that might be a different story so when I come back I will go over the lineups that we have out for the nighttime games and then I'll go back to last night's games and take a look at the stand-up performances. So do not go anywhere. I'm going to be right back with all of that.
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melvier. Thank you for joining me. I've got a lot of good stuff for you this segment. Uh, Not that many lineups out, but uh, I'm going to go over the ones that have come out. And uh, lots of standout performances from Tuesday's game uh, games, not just one game, all the games, to uh, to break down. Uh, before I get to all that, uh, just a quick message here from mybookie.ag. They want you to know that if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but you're sick of dealing with the professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. So no more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against. It's just you and the prop that you choose. So go to mybookie.ag. Enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So uh, before I do get to the handful of lineups that are out, I have a news update uh, from the White Sox that Nate Jones has been placed on the 10-day DL. He just pitched last night uh, against the Twins. It did not go well. Uh, so uh, he had to get bailed out by Xavier Cedeno and uh, Joaquin Soria, who picked up a save. So Nate, Nate Jones on the 10-day DL with a prone, pronator muscle strain strain in his right arm. Uh, in a corresponding move, the White Sox have called up Juan Manaya from AAA Charlotte. So Nate Jones on the 10-day DL with a pronator muscle strain. Uh, we have only three lineups out. So 18 teams are playing tonight. Only three of them have lineups. Uh, Two of them already mentioned, the Phillies and the Marlins. Now we also have the Yankees. Uh, As far as the Phillies go, a little bit of a different look in the outfield. Uh, No Odubel Herrera and no Nick Williams. So you do have Reese Hoskins in left, uh, but it's Aaron Altair in center. And Yesmiel Valentin in right field. Uh, Michael Franco back in the lineup at third. No um, J.P. Crawford. In the lineup, it's got Kingery at short. So a little bit of a different look there for the Phillies, who are going to be hosting uh, Tyler Anderson and the Rockies. Nick Pavetta making that start for the Phillies. Yankees against Nationals, it's going to be Eric Fetty and Sonny Gray. And um, nothing uh, much to see there. So we will move on. Uh, Marlins hosting the Giants, uh, as I mentioned before. Caleb Smith going to that one. I do like him against the Giants. Giants are going to be... Uh, starting Andrew Suarez. So a lefty-lefty matchup in that one. Lewis Brinson back in the Marlins lineup. Uh, He will be batting sixth, then, of course, playing center field. And uh, Cameron Mabin in left, 
Brian Anderson and Wright. Uh, and so with Anderson and Wright, it's going to be Yadiel Rivera uh, over at third base uh, for the Marlins. So there you go. Not much, a uh, little disappointing. I thought there'd be more lineups uh, in a by, by now, uh, so I have to check back later. Of course, we do have quite a few uh, games in Central and Pacific time tonight, so that's probably contributed to that. But the White Sox, usually very early with the lineup. No lineup yet. Very unusual. Okay, well, let's go back to um, last night's games. As I mentioned earlier, um, lots of offense at... Um, uh, Safeco Field, Angels, and uh, the Mariners. Mike Trout with his second straight two-homer game against the Mariners. So the span of uh, two games, he's gone from 19 homers to 23. He is very good. Uh, Mitch Haniger, two home runs. He's now up to 15 on the season. And Ryan Healy in that same game, two home runs. He's up to a dozen on the season. And uh, Didi Gregorius says, I don't care that I'm not playing in Safeco Field. I'm going to hit two homers, too. Uh, he got two against uh, the Nationals, both off of Tanner Roark. So after a big offensive drought in the month of May, uh, Gregorius hitting his uh, 12th and 13th homers uh, yesterday. So those are his first two homers in June. So maybe uh, the end of a long, uh, long drought for uh, Didi Gregorius. Uh, Starling Marte had a very nice game. Again, nothing particularly notable for him other than uh, this occurring against the Diamondbacks at Chase Field. So he beat the Humidor with uh, his eighth home run of the season, also his ninth double of the season. But I think the thing that's more interesting and fun about this, which has nothing to do with anything really, is that uh, he was uh, pretty much matched by Catal Marte. So Marte's led the way in the Pirates-Diamondbacks game on Tuesday. Cattell Marte, two for two. Uh, one of his hits was his uh, Major League leading seventh triple of the year. He's actually tied with Yalmer Sanchez with seven triples. Uh, nobody has more in the Major Leagues. He also walked in that game. So Cattell Marte staying absolutely red hot uh, after a pretty miserable first couple of months to the season. He has really heated up. Um, and I did, I, I liked what Marte did last year, uh, particularly in the second half. So, uh, it's good to see him get, uh, get back on track. Also good to see Evan Gaddis get back on track. And it seemed not too long ago, uh, probably a little less than a month ago that I was saying, I think Evan Gaddis, as bad as the catcher position is, might be droppable. <laughs> I hope you take that advice. Cause that was right around the time he started to turn things around. Uh, on Tuesday at Oakland, he had his 11th homer and ninth double of the season. And over his last 25 games, again, pretty much dating back to the time when I had started giving up on him. Since then, his last 25 games, Gattis has batted 287 with 10 home runs. So whatever was wrong, Gattis has clearly fixed it. Jose Iglesias, who I may not have mentioned at all since opening day, maybe not in the spring either or during draft prep season, uh, he's just not considered all that fantasy relevant, but he's been hitting well. He had a two-hit game on Tuesday against the Twins. Uh, he got a triple, putting his uh, his speed to use, and also uh, got his 10th stolen base of the year. Now, since the beginning of May, he's been batting 288. And Iglesias is somebody who doesn't strike out very much. So there is the potential there for him to hit for batting average, even though he doesn't make very much hard contact. Uh, he does you know, possess enough speed 
to help his batting average. And during uh, that period, again, about a, a little less than a month and a half, going back to the beginning of May, in addition to that 288 batting average, Iglesias has stolen six bases. And again, he has 10 on the season. And during that span, a 6% strikeout rate, which is even better than his usual level, which is awfully good. So he's just making all kinds of contact, getting hits, stealing bases. Uh, so in a deeper league where steals might be very scarce, you could pick up Iglesias. He's almost certainly there. And he's he'll, he'll probably continue to give you steals and not hurt you in average. He's certainly not going to help you with power. Maybe he even hurts you in, that, in uh, home runs or uh, any sort of extra base category. But um, should be all right for batting average and, and should help you with steals. And bear in mind, there's now only 23 players in the majors who have 10 steals. And Jose Iglesias is one of them. So that kind of speed is is fairly scarce right now. And Iglesias is, is one of the few people out there that could help you in that regard. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Tom Murphy got called up by the Rockies. He started yesterday. He had a three-hit game. He hit his first double of the season uh, against the Phillies. So we'll still have to see how the playing time split goes in Colorado behind the plate. But a very auspicious beginning for uh, Tom Murphy uh, coming up from Albuquerque. Uh, so those are the, the hitters of note. A number of pitchers of note, too. Uh, probably no more so than Chase Anderson, who had... A very, very good start against the Cubs. Uh, going seven innings deep, no runs, just one hit, just two walks. That's great to see from Chase Anderson in the seven-inning uh, outing. Just two walks and six strikeouts. I've, I've got him in just one league, but I've been hanging on to him. I've been thinking about dropping him, but I've held off just because he was so consistently good last season that I just have to think there's something more there than what we've seen from him this season. This is just one start. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, anytime you get very excited about one start, remember Jordan Lyles, <laughs> right? Hasn't gone so well for him, uh, you know, since his great start. So, um, and, you know, lots of pitchers could, could do it once or twice. Uh, but Chase Anderson last year did a, uh, a good job consistently. So maybe this is something to build on. If you own them, uh, just hold steady. If you don't own them, if you got room to stash somebody, maybe now's a good time to chat, uh, to uh, stash Chase Anderson. Don't chase Stash Anderson. I don't even know who Stash Anderson is. I meant to say Stash Chase Anderson. And, um, you know, see see if he builds on this. Blaine Hardy, I've talked about him a lot because he's just been, for the most part, other than the one start against the Red Sox, he's been really good uh, since joining the Tigers' rotation. Another good start this time against the Twins. Two runs over six innings, five strikeouts and a walk. Over the five starts that he has made since becoming a permanent member of the, or I don't know if it's permanent, but, you know, uh, ongoing member of the Tigers' rotation, um, over those five starts, he has a 21% called strike rate. That is superb. Uh, the strikeout rate in general has not been that high for him. But uh, again, that, that Red Sox start uh, put a damper on it. But, um, you know, I think there's some potential there for Hardy to be at least decent for strikeouts. Not a big swing and miss guy, but very, very good at freezing batters. And very, very good at getting a lot of soft contact, getting a lot of pop-ups. His pop-up rate so far this season is 29%, according to X-Stats. 
and uh, they have the major league average at 18%. So he's not just better than average. He's outstanding in terms of getting hitters to pop up and just generally making a lot of soft contact. He's given up just one home run in his last five starts and allowed a 123 ISO. So all of those speak to Hardy's uh, ability to maybe not miss many bats, but when contact is made. Trevor Richards with a good start for the Marlins. This is his second start back since getting recalled. Uh, this against the Giants, who again, talking about them earlier in the show, not uh, a particularly easy matchup so far this year. And Richards did just fine. He only got two strikeouts in six innings, uh, but he only gave up one run, two hits, three walks, which you, you figure if Richards is going to be a fancy contributor anywhere, it's going to be with walk, walk rate and whip. Uh, so the three walks are a little disappointing, but um, he's not uh, allowed much damage in these last two starts. And in both of those starts, the pull rate against Trevor Richards has been below 30% in both of those starts. So that is one way that he's been getting the job done by uh, not allowing the ball to be pulled. And that's typically when uh, extra extra base damage happens much more so on pulled balls than uh, the other way or, or up the middle. James Shields, if you listened to the show last week, you might have heard me say that perhaps against better judgment, I was going, I had already made up my mind like the middle of last week, I was going to start James Shields this week in Tout Wars and also in uh, Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. And I have to be a little nervous about it, but I, you know, I thought, I think this is good process because he had been consistently good over a stretch of seven starts. Not outstanding in terms of strikeouts, but good enough. Uh, very good in terms of avoiding walks and um, too much hard contact. So I thought, well, I'm not going to let one bad start change my whole process here. So I started Shields this week. He made the first of two starts. Uh, this against the Indians on Tuesday, and it went really well. He only got two strikeouts, which is more like James Shields circa 2017. But um, then again, the Indians do not swing and miss very much. Very, very tough team to get them to whiff and shield only got seven swings and misses out of his 101 pitches. So I think we could chalk that somewhat up to the, to the matchup, but he went seven innings deep, uh, one run on four hits, no walks. So I think we can, you know, add that to the, uh, you know, pre starts again, minus the, the last one. Um, but again, a, a string of seven starts where shields had been reliably and can, and, uh, consistently good now Mike Leake has also been consistently good I cannot figure this one out I really can't um I I think I just I lump him in with Matt Cook and you know maybe Harlan Garcia you can fill in the blank with your own suggestions but you know pitchers who beyond any kind of um plausible theory explanation uh just are succeeding on a consistent basis uh, Mike Leake went six innings, just allowing one run against the Angels, uh, only allowing four hits, but he only got four strikeouts. He walked three batters, uh, but it's his fifth straight quality start. And over those five starts, a 1.77 ERA, but uh, over 35 and two-thirds innings in those five starts. And by the way, do the division there, <laughs> averaging a little more than seven innings per start. So th that's the thing about Leake is if it's going well for him because he allows so much contact and typically doesn't walk that many batters, uh, he could go really deep into games. He's just stringing these good starts, these good, efficient, deep starts together. 
So over 35 and two-thirds innings, he's only struck out 20 batters. But he's only walked four. But going back the other direction, he's allowed four home runs, which is not terrible, but it's not great. It's not, uh, you know, Blaine Hardy good. And he's allowed an average fly ball distance up, fill your bingo card, an average fly ball distance of 331 feet over these five start of these five starts. That's really bad. <laughs> That's really bad. So, um, yeah, I'm just not buying into it for Mike Leak. I, you know, I'm waiting for the implosion. A uh, couple other pitchers, I'm not, I have no explanation, but they did really well against each other. Sal Romano, eight innings, one run, four hits, one walk, just two strikeouts. Uh, very Mike Leakish there. Uh, and Ian Kennedy, also eight innings, no runs, three hits, three walks, only five Ks against the Reds. Uh, making nothing of it, just a mental note. Maybe it's the beginning of something better. I'm not expecting it. And finally, uh, the Padres were working on a perfect game into the sixth inning last night uh, on a bullpen day. Matt Strom, Nando DeFino, I hope you're listening. It's a a Nando DeFino guy. Matt Strom with three perfect innings to start off the game with four strikeouts uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, So nice outing there for Matt Strom. And then uh, Adam Sinder, who's just really been a revelation uh, in middle relief this year. Three innings, did did give up one hit, but no runs, no walks, three Ks. Uh, He is tied for 10th among relievers with 42 strikeouts. Um, So he has some value there, even if he's not getting you saves and and maybe not even that many uh, holds uh, going forward. But uh, Adam Sender getting the strikeouts. And just a a final, final note here. In that top 10 of relievers, uh, leaver strikeouts, uh, you've got uh, no Ramirez, Tyler Glasnow, and uh, Presley of the Twins, all in the top 10. Wacky stuff. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Tomorrow is Nando Thursday, so fill another slot on the bingo card. And I'll see you then. Have a great one, everybody.